Alright, well, uh, welcome to this week's episode of Connectivity. Uh, we're kind of going old school on this one, and basically just doing an episode of the newscast. Uh, mine is news. So it's just us. <laughs> so it's just it's, like the newscast. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So we're going to kind of just sit around and talk. Um, I'm Scott Thompson. I'm your host for this episode. Um, Neil Ronahan was going to join us, but all of a sudden he came down with some mysterious illness. So Pussy. He's not here. And then um, our Pussy own is Andy not an illness, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and then Andy Jurgen uh, has a baby on the way, so he's uh, kind of taking some time off now and, and will be for, well, I don't know, maybe a month, two months, who knows. Um, so we will miss Andy very much. But uh, in Andy, place, don't come have... on the show until your baby stops crying in the background of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, in, in his uh, steed, we have, um, oh man, I'm going to mess up your last name again, Carl. It's Why don't cool. you say it? It's, 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 my name is Castaneda. Carl Castaneda. My name is Carl Castaneda, and I am leaking from more than two orifices. Nice. <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah, I've got the flu, and there's no AC here, and I'm tired. But they, but I came anyway. So Neil really is a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have Zachary Miller. I have a tube in my arm that's pumping meds into my arteries. Neil's a pussy. <laughs> I think we have and an episode title. <laughs> Neil's a pussy. It's got a new record for episode title. Four and a half minutes in. <laughs> And then we have uh, Mike Splens. Uh, Mike, what's wrong with you? Are you sick at all? No. Uh, no. I'm perfectly healthy. <laughs> You're um, just awesome. Physically. <laughs> well, that's good. So, uh, yeah, I guess this week, um, with the live show coming up on Saturday... Um, which I guess if you're listening to this now, it's today. So hopefully you're listening to it and donating. Hopefully money. you're not listening to this. I'll try <laughs> yeah. to, I'm editing this week. I'll try and get this episode out on Friday. Okay, yeah, that'll Sweet. work. Um, and yeah, I, we decided to kind of take a, an easy week here and, and not too much put too much effort into this, and basically just sit around and talk about the GameCube. Sounds good. Which uh, is celebrating its 10 uh, year anniversary this month. Mm-hmm. In just and, a couple uh, of days, because the yeah. Xbox anniversary was today, and the GameCube came out like a week after the Xbox, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I believe it was November twenty, November twentieth. I think was that it. In, fa- in fact, didn't Nintendo maybe wrong, didn't Nintendo move it up to to get away from the Xbox launch a little bit? Uh, Retail availability November eighteen. November so eighteen in so. two days. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Well, well, there nice. you go. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna start talk with uh, NWR's list of the GameCube ten uh, the. Staff voted on the 10 best games for GameCube, and then after that, we'll kind of talk about why that's completely wrong. And, Please note uh, that this list does not reflect the opinions of this panel, <laughs> yeah. or at least me, I didn't vote on and it. And then we'll so. throw our, uh, our own games on there. So, um, yeah, uh, well, let's just go right down the list then, guys, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think there is already some debate. Um, we've got Super Monkey Ball was really the first no game Really no debate here. Yeah, there's uh, no debate. That was a ter- It was a fun for like choice. the first week I had my GameCube. <laughs> when there yeah, was nothing look, else, here's the deal: Monkey, Monkey Fight, Ball. Monkey Fight, good, good, good mini game. Yeah, it, not not a bad game, and it by any stretch, a good game for sure. Um, but a top ten game, really, really. And if you're only going to take one launch game from a top ten, Rogue Leader, um, Rogue, Rogue Leader, Leader Super Smash Mansion, Brothers, and Wave Race are all better than it. Uh, that's debatable. I mean, you know, like, if you're, t- you're talking about launch games, I mean, Super Smash Brothers, Rogue Leader, like Zach just said. Well, sorry, Smash Brothers wasn't, was a launch wasn't window a launch game. That's right. Launch yeah. window, sorry. And oh, I forgot, okay, that yeah. game came out right away. Or, what's it called? Um, uh, God, what's the Pikmin. name? Pikmin. Madden well, 09. Nah. Uh, yeah, Madden, sure. Um, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion, which also doesn't deserve to be on that list. I don't think no. it is. Screw that it's game. Not, no, I no, like no. Luigi's Mansion. I will stand so up and defend I, that game. It is a good game. Better than Super Monkey Ball. Oh, Lord. oh boy. We have to take this. <laughs> really? We're podcasting right now. Okay. But yeah, uh, I liked Monkey Ball a lot. talking about the GameCube? Even in my fevered state, I know that was a bad idea. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, what was a bad idea? It's Wait, choosing we're... Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. Oh. I think let's wait until Zach's off the phone. Oh, yeah, okay. this, this is why we have texts, okay? This is why people can text me. They choose not to. All right, Carl, say that fever <laughs> thing again. Okay. Fever! Even, 
<laughs> Even in my heavily fevered state, I know that picking Super Monkey Ball was a bad idea. <laughs> or maybe you become clairvoyant. Have I? I don't, in your fevered state, <laughs> sure. maybe, maybe, maybe it's actually a blessing. Mm. But wouldn't I know if I was if I had a clairvoyant? Maybe that's the curse of it. Yeah, <laughs> we've gotten into a weird rabbit hole. Let's let's move on to the next. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Monkey Ball. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not, maybe so, not, not so much next. We won't even get uh, our time today. This next game, I absolutely think uh, should be on the list, and that's Rogue Squadron Two Rogue Leader. Shit, okay. Yeah. Maybe the best looking GameCube game. Oh man, it was so Ta- good. One of the best looking Wii games too. Mm. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it look, look, looks great. Looks still looks good. Um, now this isn't the one that had the unfoot levels, was it? No, that was Rogue no, Leader was... Three, which you can safely ignore. Although it had two, it had the whole Rogue Leader Two co-op. Co-op. That's what I was gonna say. That's which why was you'd awesome. buy it. Yeah. yeah, that was a Rebel Strike, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the thing I remember most about Rogue Squadron Two is. Right near the end, it, you know, it's the final like battle from Return of the Jedi when you're, you know, flying to the Death Star, and then there's that moment where, it, you know, it's just clear space and you're flying up to it, and then all the ships, you know, jump in, and then there's all the Tie Fighters and all the crazy nonsense, and you're, you're weaving through everything, and I just remember like loving that moment in that game. I remember yeah. playing the, not the original, not Rogue Squadron two, but I remember playing the demo unit at like GameStop or whatever, and they had Rogue Squadron one in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I, I must have played it, like, a hundred times flying down that trench on the Death Star. <laughs> also, I was just thinking that if you didn't know anything about Star Wars and someone told you there was a video game titled Rogue Squadron 3 Rebel Strike, you'd probably think it was a Tom Clancy game. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would have been same 2001. Same naming convention. This would have been 2001, so you might not. Well, yeah. Same naming convention, though. Oh, yeah, yeah for that's sure. true. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> any other thoughts on Rogue Squadron? Looked pretty, played pretty lots, well. Lots of unlockables. Oh, yeah. And it was hard. Yeah. It was, All the shit. Yeah, it it was, was really shit. fucking hard. Like, yeah, take out this hard. these two dar- Star Destroyers basically by yourself because your wingmates are idiots. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, um, yeah, but that third one with those on-foot levels Ugh. was just terrible. It's the, it's the Star Fox syndrome all over. I again. was about to say, it really yeah. is. Yep. keep them in the ships. Yeah, you'll notice a uh, surprising lack of Star Fox on this top ten list. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough, um, right, better than Monkey Ball. Week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so next on the list was Pikmin. Mm. Now I, I, I give Pikmin a lot of shit, but I it's a good game. Like I, I really only do it to piss off like the big Pikmin lovers. Like it's a decent game. Yeah, like right, yeah, it's a fine, it's a fun game, sure. It's it's a well, funny, and it's very, it's, it was pretty innovative for its time too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, it, it was really novel. Well, the whole the whole thing about it was like they were able to put so many fucking Pikmin on one screen, like yeah, that was the big like show off for for that. Uh, I think for that demo, yeah, you have like a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah, at uh, yeah. what was it? E three two thousand one, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. except it was a hundred Mario figures, but yeah. right, right, right. But that was the whole that was the whole technology. That was the Pikmin engine, it. yeah, yeah. I remember um, when that like little demo video came out showing all the Mario's. Um, I actually like downloaded it through like LimeWire or um, <laughs> that's awesome. What was the other one? Kazaa, Kazaa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through one of those. I don't know why. I just wanted to have it. Now you can just <laughs> get all that stuff. It's easy. That one. One yeah. of the one of the arguments that we got into for the staff meeting to hash out the top ten were, or was, Pikmin two or Pikmin one. Clearly, well, yeah, Pikmin one won, and deservedly so. But there are some uh, staffers like J.P. Corbin who thinks that Pikmin two say. is the greatest game in the world. Uh, I think he's wrong. No, I never played Pikmin two. I played yeah, a lot of the original. Yeah, um, Pik- Pikmin two is a little too randomly generated for me. Yeah. Think about well, yeah. Pikmin came out at just the right time where there weren't a lot of games. Like the system had only been out for less than a month, and there weren't a lot of games out. So, if you wanted a game, th- this Pikmin. is a this is the time to release Pikmin. Like yeah. Yeah. people are going to buy it because there's nothing else to buy it, and they're going to discover it and how good it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you guys think we're going to see another Pikmin anytime soon? Yeah, Miyamoto Not said soon. we will. Not yeah. soon, okay. I don't think. I think it'll be a Wii U launch title. Really? Yeah, no. I, I think you're going to see It's been in Pikmin. development for so long, it's got to be ready. they got to have it ready for launch of Wii U. 
I'm gonna go ahead and make one of our, our you know, back in the days launch when window. I, back in the days when Mike and I were on RFN, we made a lot of like just blanket statements, just like <laughs> this is this is gonna happen, and I'm positive. Yeah, that's I right. Say, I say Pikmin three at E three, 2012. Well, well, if it's gonna go. be a launch title, it'll definitely be at E three. So yeah. Okay, so write it down. Putting my name on the line for all it's claim, worth. Claim, <laughs> as John Gruber would say, you're making a bowl of claim chowder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, in the meantime, we've mentioned this on the show a couple times, um, but if you want to play Pikmin Light for DS, um, Kirby's Mass Attack is pretty much that. That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. And it's awesome. And the uh, Pikmin, uh, new play control Pikmin's very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New play control. <laughs> so Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That whole initiative kind of faded out yeah. immediately. It didn't even fade in. <laughs> it just started fading blinked. Out. <laughs> um, okay, so next on the list, uh, a little game you might have heard of: um, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Great yeah. game. Now, is this list in order? This is the order that we're posting it on. Man, MWR. this I, would I be my that, number one game. I was gonna say I don't think it's in any particular order um, in terms of like number of votes. Or yeah, this is a game like I played pretty much constantly from 2001 when it came out until 2006 when I graduated college. I probably yeah. played this game at least once a week it now, was my Mike, college for five years. Game, yeah. Now, Mike, in- interestingly enough, uh, apparently something that you started as a Super Smash Brothers thing, I then picked up later on at, 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 at Osceola Hall at FSU. Yeah. You apparently stayed there for, what, your freshman year? Oh, yeah, I was there my freshman year. And you guys started playing Super Smash Brothers and the big TV in yeah. the living room. When yeah. I started as a freshman at FSU in 2007, that was still happening. Oh, shit, are you kidding me? We totally yeah. started that. That's awesome. Yeah. That was still wow. happening. We would play Halo down there, too, occasionally. We would like bring, we'd bring three TVs down from people's rooms and, and LAN Halo. Yeah. But some, and then we realized we could just LAN Halo from in our rooms, so we stopped lugging the TVs downstairs <laughs> like a week later. Right, right. But, or maybe a yeah, month later. That was still yes, happening. Wow. And... Guys it was always, st- you know, loser drops out, and people would just cycle through the <laughs> lobby and play it. It was great. Nice. And people were still taking it very, very seriously. Oh, God, we took it so seriously. Have they moved <laughs> on to Brawl, at least? No, no because no, no, no. when Brawl came out, we had all graduated college, so I bought it, like, right away, and we played the shit out of it for, like, a month, and then we just stopped. <laughs> but I think and I like Brawl. I don't think there's anything wrong with Brawl. I think it was think really good. good. And I would yeah. if if I had been born five years later, I probably would have been playing that for six years of my life straight well, through high school and college. Exactly. But, I think I think where you have where melee edges out Brawl is that melee's just a little bit faster. It's well I think it's for me, it's just that melee's way more familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just I I've, I've invested so much time in it, it's pure muscle memory at this point when I play it. So right. well, and you don't and you don't randomly trip while you're running. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of nice. Um, um, but yeah, I, I agree about brawl. You know, like I think all of us are old enough that it kind of came out just at the wrong time for us. You know, like I we just I don't know. There was I mean, something about I, melee that it came out of that perfect moment. I mean, I was still in high school, but like we always had tournaments of melee right. like every weekend. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, when I worked at the movie theater on campus, we would hook the damn GameCube up to the projector and get it forty feet across. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, when when, uh, when Brawl came out, I was a freshman in college, um, and we definitely, I, don't get me wrong, I put a lot of time in You Brawl, couldn't have been a freshman in college, oh, in Brawl, I'm sorry, I think you were in Melee. Brawl, yeah. <laughs> no, not in Melee, no. Um, but, I mean, even after Brawl came out, and we definitely put a lot of time into that, we would still go back to Melee, just because it, 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 Mike's right, it is a lot more familiar, just for the fact that it was a lot, you know, came out a lot earlier, and so, I, I feel like there... I don't know. I feel like Brawl never took off in the way that Melee did. No, definitely. I mean, it Brawl was at the w- point. Oh. It probably would have if the online worked. I was just going to yeah. say. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Melee mean, was at the point in, like, when I lived in my college apartment with my three roommates, we had a standing rule that if three people wanted to play, the fourth had to play. Right. <laughs> you just had, unless someone else was there to take your spot. If there were, if we were the only four home and three people wanted to play Melee, There's also that's the it. fact that, that Brawl sort of fixed a lot of the exploits that the quote-unquote hardcore players liked so much yeah did the, yeah did like the, what is that what is that kind of jumping thing they call it the wave dash wave yeah. dashing it, fuck yeah. you if you can know how to wave dash i'm sorry like, my, i played more melee than anybody but i never got that i never got to that point right. like did the fourth person just have to be dazzler dazzler nobody gets that joke god damn it no sorry 
It's the old X-Men arcade game. There are four oh, players, oh, and okay. Dazzler, yes. for whatever reason, was one of the characters, and nobody yeah. wanted to be Dazzler. I mean, no, I knew, we always played. I knew who Dazzler was. I just didn't get the reference. We okay. always played where once we all got good enough at the game, it became boring to play with like your one or two characters that you were the best with. So we would do like two or three rounds of like pick your character, and right, then after right. that, everyone had to play random, and we would do random, it for like yeah. five hours of everyone playing random characters because then yeah. you get good with all of them, and plus it's more fun because it allows other people to it allows people to win. Like, yeah, because usually in the group, there's going to be one person that's going to win like 60% of the games, probably. Right. Dude, so I'm when you make it, you, when you like... mix them up, it's shake, it, it makes, it lets other people win because every now and then that guy gets stuck with Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Four Bowsers on, you know, at like one of the Donkey Kong stages with random items. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, so and yeah, fun. also fuck you if you're Fox only, no items, Final Destination. Oh <laughs> yeah, like that dude at PAX that one year? Yeah. <laughs> fuck that's, that guy. That's my favorite when people are that strict about it. It's gotta be that level. No, no items, items Fox only, pick- Final Destination. Have you guys ever seen that meme? There's a whole meme of it. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, I'll, I'll edit in the audio clip if I'm feeling um, not lazy <laughs> on Friday. Saucy. My, Mike and I briefly talked about it, I think, at one of the PAX panels, but or the PAX uh, drunk cast it might have been, but... Uh, there was well, a I guy think we might have who, talked about it on this podcast too, but it's worth repeating. It, basically, uh, Mike, Neil, and I were at PAX East. I think this was in 2010, and uh, yeah. this you know they have like a big room where everyone can go in and play you know play games and such. And uh, one guy you know happened to have his memory card for Melee. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we I were like, oh, that's that's awesome because that means we can get all the characters and like all the stages and all that good stuff. So he puts in his memory card. And uh, because he put in the memory card, you then have to go like back and like load it. It doesn't load it automatically. And mm-hmm. it says, like, would you like to load from card, which is uh, B, or erase card? Which Why is, is that A? a? Why is that and A? Mike, being the genius that he is, <laughs> mashed A, 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 A. Well, I think what had happened, honestly, er- from what I remember, like, I was driving the menus, and then we got to that yeah. screen, and I think that guy hit the joystick, and we both hit the joystick, so it went from B back to A, and then I – or something. Because you have to move a cursor, and that's uh-huh. what it is, and then you hit A. Right, okay. right, so right. So I like right. – we had both moved the joystick, so it toggled back and forth, and then I hit the button too quickly. Uh, okay. Well, in any case, and it this got, it, memory card got erased with all of his progress and all of his uh, various uh, But it was salvaged and... somehow. Well, it, well, here's what happened. He, he was very not happy. Oh, um, he was he, ready to cry. Did he openly weep? No, but he, he looked close. He looked like he might have cried. His head um, was about to steam off, like. But somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. somehow he was saved. Well, we no. Here, what happened was he had loaded it into resident memory on another Wii. That's oh, right, damn. and they pulled it off of that, and then he wow. pulled it off of that. So he was okay, and then he left, probably forever. Well, no, he, <laughs> before he, he left, back. before he left though, he played us all in a, in a few games, and I think it was Neil was in, was the one who beat him. Yeah, because he would only choose Fox, and he would be like, and his his memory card was set to have. All of the items off Final Destination. Right. And when we loaded yeah. it up, <laughs> and it Falcos, just happened to go to Final yeah. Destination, like we yeah. were like we knew it was him. We knew it was that guy. And but then then we we you know basically took a him secret, on. Just a in, secret telekinetic pact. Yeah. Between the three of us <laughs> to just we are not going to attack each other at all. Right. Uh, Until this yeah, guy it, is dead. As soon as he lost, he was like, "Well, do you want to play in like Final Destination? No items with like foxes." And Neil was like, "No, because that's yeah. not fun." <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, that's right. He had played with us on our settings. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he had picked Fox, but right. we were all playing with items and everything. And then he was like, "Well, okay, I'll rematch you, but we have to play with Fox only, or only Fox and Sheik, or in the right. final destination." Right. So no yeah, items. Th- there's your uh, your Smash Brothers story. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Before we move on from it, I I just want to say that, I mean Melee. I mean, what an amazing sequel. I mean, it took everything from the original Super Smash Brothers, and I mean, just made it a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's Absolutely. it's what the original was probably supposed to be. Yeah, oh, I sure. mean, I loved the original, but like this just yeah. blew it away. There's no going back. No, 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 no. And there's no, no going forward. That's how good yeah, it is. What, yeah, <laughs> what are they yeah. going to do after Brawl? I mean, really, make it a competent online. <laughs> You're funny. I know, I know, cute. Well, by the sounds of it, it'll make it where you can play on the Wii U and then the DS simultaneously. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be weird. I don't know that, what that's It's going to be, be very weird. <laughs> Especially for Nintendo. It's just. I think it'll odd. be some kind of special format where, like, it'll be like a cut-down version of the game that runs on both versions, and then if, there's also standalone on each version as well. 
Maybe maybe like if you're playing if you're playing Wii U, Wii U to Wii U, you get the full right. experience. But if you're playing Wii U to DS, it's going to be like not the full experience. Or maybe because uh, the Wii U might not be able to support more than one of those tablet controllers. Maybe the 3DS will be like uh, the other tablet controllers. Uh, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. It really yeah. would. Hmm. And then uh, just one final closing thought. Any of you call it Miwi at any point? Or no, know anyone who no, did that? no, no. Okay, good. I knew people, and it was always upsetting. Well, Melee <laughs> is a real word, though. Like It's not it's like, like pe- it's a made-up Nintendo word. It's right, like right. when people say Deinonychus. Deinonychus, goddammit. <laughs> that must be so annoying for you. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> My friends say Brontosaurus to me just to piss me off. How is it pronounced? Apatosaurus. There is no such thing as Brontosaurus. Wouldn't they be Brontosauri? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, next up on the list then uh, is Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, sort of another divisive uh, game here on this list. No. Is it, so the interesting thing about this game to me is that, man, none of you were here for it, but everyone right. who worked for this site got this game for free. Right. Like We I had a ton of that. advertising credit from... I think Play Asia was a sponsor at the time. And like some of the credit was like in like store credit that we could only spend there. Yeah. And Billy had so much of it that he just bought everybody a Japanese copy of Sunshine. And you've wow. never played which, it in English. Which no, I've never played it in English at all. Yeah. I I mean I sent as soon as I knew it was coming, I sent my GameCube away um to the guys at that great website where you could send your GameCube and they would mod it. God, I can't remember the name of it now. They're probably defunct anyway. Was it like Lixang or something? No, it was something and it had like a hyphen and an X, I think. Mm. Anyway, um, I sent it to them, and they put the like the button switch mod on the back. So if the button's pushed in, it's Japanese GameCube. If the button puts out, it's an American mm. GameCube. Because the, the GameCube region lock was like a solder point on the motherboard. So if yeah. you installed a switch, you could toggle the circuit open and close and switch regions. Nice. Um, and it was, I mean, I, yeah, I played the whole game in Japanese, and I, I didn't get all 120 shines, but I beat the game. <laughs> um, I think I got probably around 100. I mean. That that's a testament to how playable that game is. That I I couldn't understand a fucking word of what was on I the love screen. That you call, I love that you still call them shines and not stars. <laughs> They're called shines in that game. Right, right, right. Even in the American version. Oh, they yeah. call them shines. I thought they call them yeah. stars. The difference, no? no, the difference is that in the American version, They're when not you get stars, they're little suns. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In the American version, when you finish the level, it just says shine. But in the Japanese version, oh, it, it says shine get. Shine get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Shine Get, the name of our E3 DVD. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. I, I like the game. It's it's not my favorite Mario by any means, but I'm glad they didn't just make Super Mario 64 with more levels. Right. What well, I'm glad know. is that they made those, like, like the levels would be normal, but you'd go down oh, a pipe and you'd end up in, like, the most insane yeah, the platforming situation levels, ever. Yeah. The Those, I feel like those sections of that game are directly where Mario Galaxy came from. Oh, for sure. Oh, and yeah. that, I feel so happy every time I think back on that. Like, I'm so glad they made this game because Galaxy benefited so much from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really was just quite the departure, though. Um, I thought I Yoshi know. was handled very poorly. I'm kind of mad about how they did Yoshi. It's like, yeah. I would have rather they didn't do Yoshi than do him how they did. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's fair, and I don't know, I mean... I oh, by the way, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this. Um, I had borrowed, I had lent my copy out to, um, what was, what's the name of that fucking douchebag games journalist that nobody likes? Tim Rogers? Yeah, Tim Rogers. I think it was him. <laughs> it could have been somebody else, but I remember it was a really douchey games journalism guy that basically no one really likes, but he happened to be living in Tallahassee at the time, and I had a copy of it in Japanese, and he didn't, and obviously he wanted to be cooler than me and play it, so he asked <laughs> oh, if he could borrow He asked if he sure? could borrow it, because he, he had a modded cube. It might have not been Tim Rogers. It might have been it, it, it sounds like it might have been Brendan Sheffield. Maybe. Sheffield? Who does he write for? He, he, was, he was another one of those insert credit dudes. I don't know who it was. You know what? I won't even say it was Tim Rogers, because I don't want to defame anybody. Some yeah, fucking for saying guy. It was. But it was some, some fucking, fucking guy, and he was a games journalist, and he was like a semi-big deal on the internet. Like, bigger deal than I was, at least. <laughs> so he asked if he could borrow it, and I said, yeah, you know, just take good care of it. Motherfucker returned it to me without the slipcover on it. Because um. <laughs> all the Japanese games have slipcovers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker gave it to me back without the slipcover, and it's naked since. And the art on the front of that box was really good. Well, and it's now my have... only GameCube, it's my only GameCube game from Japan without a slipcover, and it drives me 
fucking nuts whenever I look I'm, at it. Dude, I'm sure Billy still has like a stockpile of those. I'm sure I'll give you one. <laughs> Maybe. Wow, yeah, dick move then. Yeah. yeah, yeah so fuck sure. you, whoever you were. <laughs> I knew it, you know, and I knew when I I knew it when I rented it, when I loaned it to him, I knew I fucking knew it. Like I knew I shouldn't be doing this. This guy's a douche. He is. He's too self-centered. He's not going to care enough about other people's property, and something's going to happen to it. Yeah. Oh well. Um. I guess in in closing about Mario Sunshine, I will say that his Mario short sleeve shirt was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I also <laughs> like the music in that game. The music's really yeah. good. Yes. You know, looking back on it, it's not a bad game. It, it's it's kind of festive and it's fun. Um. And now having Galaxy, like it's not so bad. You know, just going back to play it for fun. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The time I, I definitely was disappointed, and I thought the emphasis on the the water cannon thing was just a, a bit much. Yeah, no, too much. I will say I have no desire to play it ever again. But it's an interesting mechanic. I like that. Yeah, I got 120 shines, and then I was like, I am done with this forever. I I just feel like I wish there would have been like a proper Mario 64 sequel, and then this could have been some weird spinoff. I guess kind of in the way like. On the 64, you had Ocarina of Time, which was awesome, and then you have Majora's Mask, which is kind of oh, weird yeah. and quirky. What's really but at least you had something traditional. What's really funny when I think about it is that the GameCube, like, damn near blasphemized Nintendo's three biggest franchises to a lot of people. Like, right. Zelda yeah. went Wind Waker, and that got so yeah. much kickback. Mario Sunshine, a lot of kickback. Metroid Prime, like, you at can't first, put Metroid yeah. in first person. Like, and they all turned out to be really good, but initially, it was like, oh my god, people they're changing absolutely them, yeah. everything. Especially with Metroid, people were going fucking crazy. I was going fucking yeah. crazy, and then I played it, and I was like, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I well, uh, I have a lot to say about our next game. Okay, well, yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll get to Metroid and Wind Waker in just a minute, but uh, first, we've got Animal Crossing. Animal Why Crossing? Is on the well, here, here's the thing. Animal Crossing is, is, is important. Important enough to be on this top ten, because I don't particularly like it, but it single-handedly validates the 64DD. Well, because Animal Forest, yeah, because it that engine has been in use for over ten years now. Wow. Yeah, they haven't changed it almost at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's true. It still looks like an N sixty four game. Yeah. For what? What is it now? It's been almost what twelve years that that, that engine's been in place. Yeah. Damn. So I mean, pretty. I mean, dude. It, seriously, like, I think uh, Dan Bloodworth was one who said uh, when he saw. Um, the first Wii, and well, I guess the only Wii Animal Crossing. Wow, they're fu- they're still getting use out of that 64GD engine. <laughs> nice. Because I have another college gotten, story about this game. It has not gotten better looking in all those years. But uh, go ahead, Mike. Um, while we were because we had the GameCube hooked up, obviously, all the time. Um, sure. So we had. Uh, oh yeah, I, think I had story, Animal Crossing because I gotten it in high school and like played it with my girlfriend or whatever. But uh, we figured, well, let's start. You know, I'll erase the memory card and we'll start a brand new town. There's four people in the apartment. It'll be fun to play the game with into, as in, as really intended, where four people are constantly playing it. Because yeah, right. most people don't play it like that. Right, like maybe right. maybe if you have a brother or a sister, it's two people constantly playing it. But Nintendo was always like, oh, the whole family will play this game. Dad will come home and he'll play it for an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> no, he fucking won't. But um, <laughs> but we played it that way. You know, all four of us would put time into the village and leave really nasty racist things on like the bulletin board, obviously. <laughs> but the like Animal Crossing, if you're playing it and you're four dudes in college, it it devolves <laughs> into who can wake up first, right? <laughs> because. <laughs> You wanted to, like, we all wanted to win at Animal Crossing, and winning, <laughs> the only way you could really win was to just, like, accumulate the most bells or have the biggest house or something, mm. like, comparatively to the other three people. So it just, you would wake up early, you'd shake all the trees, you'd dig up all the fossils, you'd find the money rock, and you'd just fuck everybody. <laughs> and then, like, the next guy who woke up would be like, well, at least I don't even need to play today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's maybe 30 minutes of game time per day in that game for the three people in the house, and then there's, like, an hour for the one guy who wakes up first. <laughs> I feel like Animal Crossing was also one of those first games where people really started to notice the treehouse. Because oh, and was, like their yeah, their their translation work. Yeah, because yeah. it was really really good in that game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was really clever and funny. Right. I mean, they they done some. I think they'd done some stuff on the N sixty four as well. But like, and they'd done that, some pretty good stuff with Tingle too. Yeah, yeah, that that is true. Um, but I mean, that game lives and dies on this text. Though the yeah. game I think to me that most justify, or not justify, but most like the Treehouse's best work was probably Mario and Luigi on Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the oh, first yeah. one that came yeah, out where it was like, this game is wicked funny. Yeah, right. it is. 
Yeah, it, it was. It was really, really good. And probably the best Mario RPG. Could be. Oh, yeah. Superstar well, Saga was good, too. Uh, I haven't played the third one. It's better than the third one. Yeah, I, I would put it up... I'd put it right up against uh, the Square RPG and definitely better than any of the Paper Mario games. Yeah. That's yeah. So what's next on our list? <laughs> uh, moving right along is Metroid Prime, game we were just talking about a minute ago. Don't Fuck like it. Yes. Don't, don't like, like it. it. Wow. Nope. Okay, you can't be on our podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're no you're no get Andy replacement now. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get it. It's good. I just don't like it. It's it's it's. I, I here's the thing though. I don't like Metroid. So okay, now matter. we have it. Now we have James on the podcast. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> look, I'm not. Look, Fuck you. Okay. You don't like Metroid. I get it. Like, <laughs> I, I get the appeal. I remember. I remember. Actually, I disliked. I have avoided Metroid for so long. I think Mike actually gifted me Super Metroid. He's like, no, you're <laughs> yeah, I think I bought this. it for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna play this and you're gonna like it. And I played yeah, it for like an hour Mike. and oh, did not on. like it. Yeah, no, no, it takes at least three or four hours to really get hooked into Metroid. Once then you see how the big the world is and how the mechanic yeah. works, then you're like, oh, I get it. What's yeah. funny is that you really liked Arkham Asylum, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I liked it. That's a fucking Metroid game, dude. Mm, no. <laughs> Arkham Asylum is even more so. such in it's such a Metroid game. The different sections of the of the Arkham facility are all sectioned off, and you can't get to them until you get a certain power up. That's fucking Metroid, dude. I get. I don't know, dude. Put, put Batman in Metroid, maybe I'll get excited. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's I just don't a know. 3D Metroidvania game from the third person. It's ex- if they made a third person Metroid, I would want it to play exactly like that. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I've tried to get into Prime like multiple times, and I and I get it. It's it's well made. It's gorgeous. Um, clearly, a lot so of people do it. Is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, let me ask. Is it that you don't like just Metroid, or is that you don't like the, like the Metroidvania genre as a whole? I don't like the Metroidvania genre as a whole. You like Batman, oh, but I do wow. like Batman because he's Batman. <laughs> you know, and that that's, that Batman. helps a lot. He the, is. The, I do like Batman. The combat, the combat in Asylum is really good. Hey, real, real quick, Rat Hole. Have any of you guys played Uncharted Three? No. I played the no. second Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted Three. If you play it, there are so many fist fighting sections in the game that you could tell like these guys must have played so much fucking Arkham Asylum because it's the exact <laughs> same idea That's that it was not in Uncharted One or Two to that degree. Yeah, but as far as Metroid goes, though, like, yeah, I can totally appreciate it as being well made and totally deserving of all the praise that it's gotten. It's just not for me. All right, I get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably my favorite GameCube game. Oh, easily um, mine. Mine's Melee. It, it kind of came, well, yeah, Melee's right up there, too, but I, I think I've talked about this before, but it kind of came out right at this perfect time where I think I was, like, either a junior or a senior in high school, and I had, like, my own little, like, den set up in the, in our basement where I had, like, my computer next to, like, a TV, and so I would just stay up all night and, like, be on AIM talking to people and then, like, playing Metroid. Nice. Um, and, yeah, it, uh, it's just a game that really that sucked shit, me. man. Oh, yeah, man. right? <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful, and the music, especially. It did have very good music. was just great. I'll tell you how obsessed I was with this game when it first, like, was being released. I'd played it at E3 that year. Um, I played it, like, the demo. I ran through the demo, like, probably five or six times, (laughs) just one E3. Um, Because, like, back then, like, well, I guess you still kind of can, but that year, all the games were, like, in their own little booths, so there wasn't, like, a giant line to wait in to play all the Wii games or whatever. So I could flash my badge and get the I could be the next person to play that console that year is how they did it. So um, I play it like five or six times and eventually I got to the point where I think I was within like 30 seconds of the time that the Treehouse guys could complete the demo in. (laughs) And then weirdly, when they were doing the GameCube promotional tour a couple months later, they had all these things. They had these cube clubs set up around the nation and they had one set up in Tallahassee. I guess because it's a big college town, obviously. So maybe yeah. that's why they picked it. Um, and and uh, former staffer um, Jeff Shirley, aka Deguayo, uh, drove down from Georgia and he crashed at my dorm room for a couple of days. And we went to the Cube Club with our, you know, we had VIP passes for it or whatever, which didn't really mean anything, um, <laughs> right. except that we got to skip the almost no line. And they gave us like a bunch of free water and all that other shit. But awesome. um, I I like I played the demo like the night before and I set the time on it. And then no one beat the time like for the entirety of the cube club. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's the game that really uh, honestly got me into Metroid. Yeah, me I too. Mean, I, I not like Super, Super Metroid, Metroid until it, but I didn't get it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and it took uh, Metroid Prime, and then I then I became a huge fan. 
What what I will say of Metroid Prime is that it very much, you know, obviously my my playtime with this series has been limited, but it feels the same across different platforms despite being in different perspectives. Oh, yeah, they they yeah, they, they did that perfectly. You know, it, it you know, it, it Super Metroid and Metroid Prime despite, you know, one being 2D and the other one being, you know, in first person in the 3D feel like they play exactly the same. Oh mm-hmm. yes. You know. And that is an accomplishment. Do you guys feel like if a game like Gears of War, because Gears of War like was the game that really redefined third person games? I don't think you it feel did. like if what you don't, I don't think, think it, it did? did. I think a game later on in this list, third is person what shooters. Did. I should say. I, I would say a, four. I would say a game later in this list would does, does that way better than Gears of War. But no, what I'm saying is that if a, let me say both of those games came out after Metroid Prime. So I guess my real point is that if a game like Gears of War or like uh-huh. a big third person shooter had come out before Metroid Prime, do you think Metroid Prime would still be first person? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I do. I would love to see it. As well, a remi- don't you I would love to see the, it. As a, I would love to see Metro- if they ran it the on the original like, Metroid yeah. Prime. Uh, was yeah, but they decided they they game. couldn't get it to work right. 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 I think if they had work. seen some of the things in those in those third person games that came out later, if they'd seen some of those things that might have influenced them. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a new Metroid game come out in third person. Well, Metroid. Uh, I hope so. Not counting that, Other M, because Other M plays yeah. on a 2D plane, essentially. It, yeah, well, that's the other true, M. Yeah. It doesn't play like Gears of War or like Resident Evil 4 or something like that. Um, I just want to add that I think Metroid Prime is like just probably the most pure Metroid game, if, if that makes sense. I, I feel like the isolation yeah. um, mm-hmm. is perfect in that and game. The, and that's something they've really gotten away from. And the scanning stuff Prime. is so Yeah, great. the intimacy of the visor is like kind of crazy when you think about it from like a narrative sense. Right, and how yeah. it really and creates such an sense of character. Right, and that couldn't have been done with third person. Yeah. Right, no. and that was so great. Like seeing, seeing Samus's face flash across uh, it, you know. My and like favorite when, moment in the whole game. When there were bright game. lights, or even like rain, Yeah, you could just like, catch your yeah. eyes darting back and forth. Yeah, that is brilliant. On the visor and stuff. I mean, it was oh, it was so good. <laughs> I, I don't know I also why like they got away from that. Being able to read the, um, uh, especially leading up to the Omega Pirate, you could read all the data entries about it, and you're and it's like how it's so System freaking log, powerful, yeah. and they had to yep. put it into hibernation because it killed everybody, and then you see it, and you're like, oh fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> is it was it in the first prime when they like hinted towards the um like what would end up not ever being a DS game. What was it? Yeah. Was it Metroid, Metroid Dread? Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread, yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, and they had no, that one E three that was in Corruption. Was it in Corruption? Yeah. Must have been okay. just a little call out. But yeah, they had that Metroid 4. It was just called Metroid 4 running on Game Boy Advance at like the first E3 I ever went to. It was just right. a demo video of like Samus running through a hallway. You couldn't even touch it. Right. Uh, and everyone and was she, like, thank she, fucking didn't God. Did she meet up with the, uh, the evil Samus at the end? No, because then that would have been Metroid Fusion. Yeah, because yeah. then that happened in Fusion. Yeah, yeah. Fusion well, came out years later, but no, Metroid Dread is a game that has never come out. Yeah, which is a shame. Yep. Man, I would love a real, like, gorgeous 2D, 3DS uh, Metroid game. Now, now well, the, one I... met- the one Metroid game that I have that I sort of do want to try is I've heard that Zero Mission, regardless of whether you're a Metroid fan, is really good. It is. Zero really Mission's good. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so aren't been... you getting it? No, Fusion's coming out for the Ambassadors whenever that yeah, happens. It is. Yeah. yeah. Fusion's got a month and a half. Carl, Carl, I think you'd like Fusion more because it's more linear. Yeah, Fusion I'll is more linear. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And honestly, if you have no real attachment to the story or the character uh, of Samus and, mm-hmm. and of Metroid, I would say Other M probably isn't bad. The gameplay in Other M is yeah. great. It's just the cutscenes <laughs> that really kill it. But if you, right. you don't care don't about care Metroid about at all, at all no. it probably won't bother you. <laughs> yeah, I'll if, if they just took out all the cutscenes and they released it on uh, 3DS, I'd buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> that game would but, look um, really good on 3DS. Now let now let's get the let's get to the best Zelda ever released. Yes, Four Sword Adventures. We are, of, <laughs> we are of one mind, Carl. Yeah, Wind Waker is by far, far and away the best Zelda to be released. I'm stoked because people are all the people that said that are now saying Skyward Sword is better. You know what? Then I am stoked. Even if it's not, too. even if it's not better than Wind Waker, the fact that anybody could even compare it means it must be at least like really great. Sure. sure. I'm I'm just glad that Skyward Sword visually sort of is reminiscent of Wind Waker. It's sort of halfway there. It's perfect. You know? The the way the way they went with like this watercolor impressionist look, it's like yeah. insane. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the best looking Wii game for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean for me nothing matched the 
sort of the atmosphere, the visuals, the story, you know, and then also, I think it's also the tightest in terms of gameplay. Yeah. A lot of people decry the sailing, but I didn't really have any problem with it. I liked it. I I liked it. It was very exploratory. And plus you got the warp song, like, pretty soon into the game, so if you really didn't want to sail, you didn't have to. Plus it was awesome finding random little islands with, like, little challenge, you know, challenge stuff in the, you know, that was great. And, I mean, uh, let's be honest, nothing, nothing beat finding the underwater, like, something. Uh, right oh, that's happened. the best part! When you find that, you're just like, holy shit! I mean, that's yeah. the greatest moment. It's the most cathartic scene in any Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's probably the best sequence in any Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then absolutely. just the animation is so incredible. <laughs> just yeah. really tight, yeah. Yeah. Really, really tight. Have you guys ever seen this game running in 1080p on, like, a dolphin emulator? No. It's, it's really incredible. pretty. It is incredible. Nice. Like, because the thing is, the game was, you know, because of the fact that it's cell shaded and everything's very flat, and so the textures are meant to look very sparse. Right. You can up-res that to 1080, and it doesn't lose any of its flavor. Yeah, and plus uh, because of that, they had a lot more memory to work with, and because they weren't using so many as many textures, they could use more polygons. Yeah. So yeah. everything looks better on the base model as well. Right. Nice. So, yeah, that's a game that when you upscale it to, to, uh, to HD, looks incredible. Yeah, like, I kind of want to do that now. Oh, you, I, I would say you should. It, it's it's worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, right. also, just a and the thing is, it, it will it betrays its own sense of style every once in a while, and it'll surprise you. Like at the end, when you fucking stab Ganondorf from the forehead. Yes, that yeah, that's that's totally like I didn't know it was that's coming, the and then I was ending. just like, oh my god, this is the most violent ending to the cutest looking game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I remember getting to the end of, of that Zelda game being like, if this is the last Zelda, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. It'd because... be like if it'd be like if Mario chainsawed Bowser's head off or something. Like, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, no, 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 not even that, but like when you're at the very end and it's like everyone sort of sets out at sea and it, you know, it's it, the, the, and the, the themes are rousing. Also think it has probably the best music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of, of all these Zelda games. I mean, it's a it's a shame that that wasn't the the game where they went orchestral, um, because yeah. it was pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> Man, I, I lost my copy. I remember when we when I first joined the show back, everyone was talking about Zelda, and I really wanted to replay it, and my copy is lost. Yeah, I, I would I, replay mine if I had a non broken Wii. I've been I've been thinking about tracking down a copy again and playing it through it because it's it's probably in my top five for favorite games of all time. I have oh, the gold too. box and everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have the gold box too. God, that's fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, uh, it, this is I think it's actually the game that I got with my GameCube. And uh, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because I didn't get I didn't get my GameCube until three. So, um, yeah, and it, pff, what a great way to start, right? <laughs> it was it was really yeah, it was really smart that. of uh, Nintendo to. Offer that uh, uh, GameCube, di- uh, sorry, um, demo Ocarina disc. Ti- demo di- no, the oh, Ocarina, no, of Ocarina Time, disc. pre-order bonus. Right. That really psyched me up for Wind Waker. Yeah, especially because well, the remember- game is so directly tied into Ocarina of Time, right, right. as is Skyward well, Sword. When I uh, when I got it, it was when they were having the promotion for the GameCube, where you could get a GameCube and one game, and so it was mm. either Star Fox Adventures. <laughs> so bad for everyone Metroid, that. Pr- Metroid Prime, uh, Zelda, or or um, I think Mario, Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I think it was Mario. And I think I made the right choice. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> you know? Can we talk? Can we just take a moment as a side note to just talk about how insanely good a year 2003 was for the GameCube? Man, was Nintendo's yeah. never released Mario, Metroid, and Zelda all in the same year ever. That, that well, they E3 didn't. That year was either. just. Mind blowing. Even the fact that we're getting Zelda and Mario this year, like on and on different systems, sure. But Mario right. 3D Land is great, and Skyward Sword is supposedly great. The fact that we're getting two of them in one year is astonishing enough. The fact that we ever got all three is unheard of. Yeah. Well, we we got all three within a one year time span, but didn't Prime come out in 2002? Yeah. No, because no, they were all at. Did it? They were, were all, all at E3. E3. They were, they were all, all E3. E3. They all came out at the same year. They didn't all come out in the same year. I don't think they all came out the same year. They all came out within one year from the first oh, one yeah. releasing. All yes. three were out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that one-year time span was... Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of great games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as Wind Waker goes, I mean, it, it, it's unmatched for me as far as as far as far other Zelda games go. Um, love Ocarina, love Majora's Mask. Uh, you know, I, there are parts that I like about Twilight Princess. Uh, but... <laughs> For me, it just doesn't get any better than Wind Waker. Nope. Yeah. So good. 
And then also, again, I have to say, like, that lock-on system and the parry system just worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it worked really, really well. And that's something that just felt off in Twilight Princess. Yeah, and and there were too many. It, it got too complicated with all the special sword techniques. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just really, really worked. And then, like, you know, we we didn't really even talk about the uh, the art style, but it was so evocative while being simplistic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and so it it has for me at least, you know, the best characters, and it's probably the I, for me anyway my favorite portrayal of of these characters, especially like Ganondorf. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you know. and it just it ages so well because of that art style. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I I haven't played it or Twilight Princess in a while, but I bet putting them next to each other, Wind Waker still looks better. Well, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Wind Twilight Princess is a GameCube game. Remember that. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure, but I mean, putting them side by side, later. you know, Wind Waker. Yeah, looks far Wind Waker's better. gonna look better. Yeah, I think. So, uh, I think you put Wind Waker side by side in 1080p against a lot of current generation games, it still looks better. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. Bet. But um, yeah, I, I guess uh, speaking of Link, our next game on on the uh, top ten here is Soul Calibur Two. I played yes. a lot of Soul Calibur Two. Me too. I only played a medium amount of it. All that time was Smash Brothers time. Why would I waste yeah. it on a on inferior fighting games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there, Mike. It's it's probably my favorite Soul Calibur game. Um, oh, it is. I, it's oh, the yeah. best Soul Calibur game. Yeah. Although that Dreamcast game is still pretty damn good. It yeah, is. I I actually still play that. It, it's really good. Yeah. The thing um, about the thing about uh um Soul Calibur is that they're always the same modes. Like they change the names and they might change the sure. uh window dressing, but really they're all you always it's the, same, the game. same game. Sure. Uh that kind of bugs that's me. That's how most but, fighting games are, I feel. Well that's right. that's true, yeah. But, I remember uh, uh one one weekend I tried to finish that fucking story mode. Yeah. And it's the one where it's like it, I, I really think it's just it's just endless. Because you have, it's, a, you have a different uh different like ability or or modifier it, in each it's, fight. It's basically just a maze of fights. Yeah. You remember that? I and it's just, I, I played through the whole thing. Really? Does it does it end at one point? It does. Oh my god. You just it, get like concept art. Oh, <laughs> yeah, forget it. There must have been at least five hundred of those fights. Oh, there were tons. Yeah. And I just gave up eventually. But it, the game was a lot of fun, and you know there were tons of different weapons and costumes, and I mean, and you could play as Link. Link, and you yeah. could play as Link. Yeah, Link exactly. was well, that, stupidly overpowered. Yeah, he was yeah. really, that really good. The, that made the GameCube version the definitive version. Oh yeah. Us. What was what were the other ones you could play as? Like, was it no Darth Vader and Yoda were f- no? It was Spawn on Xbox. Spawn, Spawn on the Xbox. Hachi in on yeah. The who GameCube doesn't version. even have a damn weapon? No. Yeah. Right. No, he has, he was uh, gauntlets. Yeah. yeah. If he you're looking between Wonder, those three, he has Wonder Woman gauntlets. Now, if if the <laughs> Xbox instead had a Darth Vader, then there's a compelling argument for the Xbox version. But Spawn, right, well, that, was, that was Soul Calibur four. I know, but yeah, if that had been Soul Calibur three, then you'd have a compelling argument for picking the Xbox version, but. Right. Game all, version of Soul Calibur 2, definitely the best. All three versions of 2 had that uh, kind of stupid-looking McFarlane monster. Necrod, yeah. yeah Necrod, yeah. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he was also overpowered. He, I think he just used everybody's moves or something. Didn't I think he? so. Wasn't he well, no, 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 that was of everybody? No, that was... Um, that's oh, the God. other guy. Search of the C. Okay. Something. I think that's Shang Tsung. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it the pirate guy, Cervantes? No, no, no Cervantes he had has his own thing. Moveset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the other thing about Soul Calibur Two. There were a lot of palette swap characters, kind of. I always, oh, my friend yeah, always liked yeah. Yoshimitsu because you could bounce around like a pogo stick on the sword. That's right. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I always yeah, played I, as Raphael because he had that really, really cheese move where you could tap someone on the head three times with the rapier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best move. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Nothing gets past it. You can't block it almost ever. Right. I usually played as Ivy. Well, if you're go- if you're Surprise. good at Soul Calibur, Ivy is probably the best character. She is. If you're good with her, you win all the time. Yeah, I was yeah, never she... that good with her. She was just yeah. pretty. So what's next well, on our list? She had Final some very uh, exciting features. Shall we say? She did. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, and then the uh, the final game on the list is Resident Resident Evil Four. He- here's Which the thing so about Resident Evil Four. Good. I don't I think it's like the number Res- one game on the GameCube though. It, it's close though, and here's the thing: I feel like Resident Evil Four was the was one of the first games that, for at least of the modern era, was as much fun to watch as it was to play. Agreed. Yeah, 
You know, I don't feel like you, like, I feel like so many games owe exactly, like, their gameplay style to Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Years of War, Uncharted. Like, Not so much Uncharted. I think Uncharted as well. It's so Uncharted, Uncharted, I think, is more about platforming, though. Mm, I see what you're saying. The shooting but... parts of Uncharted, yeah. But it is, Uncharted is, I guess, in that way that you want to watch it because it is a goddamn action movie. Yeah. Right. It's I better mean, than most of the action movies that come out in the theaters. <laughs> watching someone fight that El Gigante for the first time is like El watching Gigante. an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the way you say that, Carl. <laughs> El Gigante. El Gigante. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it's like watching an action movie. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of moments like that. Even when you first cross the lake and you gotta fight the big fish. Yes. Sure. Or shark or, or whatever it is. The, the village or, chief, yeah. when he turns into that fucking spider thing. So awesome. Oh, man, that's a hard... Yeah, in the barn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard also, what was and, with that uh, little midget dude? Like, I still, never, I still don't get that. Resident Evil always takes some weird turn at some point where I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah. really paying enough attention to this story to begin with. <laughs> and then something like an albino midget from, like, 1700s France comes out, and I'm just sure. like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... But I like it in that way. Like, that, right. that's a thing. Like, that's a comforting part of Resident Evil is, you know, at some point, some, like, weird, like, albino anemic evil villain is going to come out. Exactly, Captain yeah. in five. <laughs> and uh, talk about another, like, departure from the norm, but, I mean, Resident Evil 4 was, like, a complete reworking of the Resident Evil formula. It's Hell the yeah. first Resident Evil game that's good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, I will agree with yeah. that. Which is funny, because Resident Evil 2 is, like, revered among PlayStation fans. Like, it's one of the yep. best PS1 games, but it's, like, nowhere near as good as Resident Evil 4. <laughs> it's unplayable. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It, I remember when, when 4 was going to come out, I bought the uh, double pack of evil or whatever they they they, they oh, yeah, it yeah. as, the which was remake bundle. and uh, Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, and right. uh, you also got a demo for four. That's right. And I oh, nice. basically bought it for the demo. Yeah, I bought <laughs> Resident Evil Remake because I thought, oh man, this looks beautiful. Like it looked really beautiful. Granted, it, did, it was all pre-rendered yeah, backgrounds, so that's yeah. why it can look so good. It's Resident Evil's claim cool. to fame yeah, right. <laughs> until four, but but thanks to those pre-rendered backgrounds, it allowed, allowed them to really flesh out like the the character models. Yeah, too bad oh, they didn't yeah. flesh out the yeah. characters outside of their models. Well, yeah, yeah. I am the that master remakes, of unlocking. That remake's, <laughs> that remake's really good though. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't play I it. I got like probably two hours into it, and I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I, I, I can't play it's them a camera. in the style. It's a good camera. thing. Andy's Tank controls. On. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, but four, I mean, four is fantastic. You know, I, four is I, great, and the Wii version is phenomenal. The Wii version is very good. Yeah, I would say yeah. the Wii version is probably the, the definitive version. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it's because here's the thing: it's got the because obviously we know that there's the GameCube version, there's the PS2 version, which has all the uh, Ada missions, but it looks way worse. Load times are way longer. Yep. Um, but the Wii version not only has all those Ada missions, it has the original graphics. It's the only version that has true widescreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because because all the other versions had uh, letter boxes. Yeah. The GameCube one didn't didn't it run in yeah, progressive no, scan no, no. screen? It was it was not running. It had uh, it saw letter boxes. Oh, I guess I wouldn't remember because I didn't have a uh, I didn't have a uh, a widescreen TV back then. Yeah, they did right. it because oh. the, the, because the GameCube could literally not process all the things on the screen at once, so it had to have the letter box so that you know it looked good, made it look more cinematic though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It also, gave you a wider field of view. Which was exactly. nice, right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I uh, just recently wrote um, the feature on the Capcom Five, so I do kind of want to mention, you know, what a disappointing mm. turn of events that was for Resident Evil Four, and how all along, I mean, they they promised that this was going to be exclusive to GameCube, and there was no way it was going to get ported. You knew to it was going to eventually. And then two months before the game comes out, they announced that they're going to port it to the PS2 yeah. like nine months later. Right. Um, well, because it had been announced yeah. like years prior, back when the GameCube might have still been a viable platform, but by sure. the time it came out, it was squarely in third place. I remember so. I remember seeing in an issue of like GamePro, or it might have even been um, Hardcore Game Fan, the, uh, screenshots of Leon in a spaceship. Remember that shit? Yeah, I remember, right, well, yeah, one, they I ran those trailers do, yeah. for it, and I remember those trailers, and the game ended up being absolutely nothing like the trailers. Yeah, yeah, it was... It what first, were the yeah, other Capcom 5? It was Killer 7, Beautiful Killer 7, Joe, Beautiful Joe, Pin Number um, 3, and Dead Phoenix. Oh, yeah, Dead Project Phoenix, yeah. Number 03. 
That's right. right. Yep. Right. Right. Dead Phoenix. What was that one? I don't remember that Dead, one. Dead Phoenix was was this game where a winged man was is basically a little bit like Lair combined with um like that. Yeah, it was right. like it was Panzer Dragoon basically, and uh, yeah. yeah, it looked really good. I, I thought it looked but, cool. Yeah, never come yeah out? The, the stages were completely – no, it was canceled. That's why I don't remember it. Um, mm. I, I wrote about this in my feature, but when it was kind of in uh, limbo for a while, I think that was the first instance where IGN sort of put out there that um, it might be it might be like um, a Kid Icarus game. Sure. That, like it was going to get retooled to be a Kid yeah. Icarus game. And then after that, yeah. I feel like every month IGN like was saying something about how like, a <laughs> Kid, Icarus Kid Icarus game is on yeah. the way. Someone's working on it. It's coming. Bullshit. Link bait. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so – but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, ultimately, hey, we we got piano three, right? Yep. Yeah, that that's that's state exclusive dance shooter. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was uh, the only one. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds so. like we're mostly wrapped up on these. But I was wondering, of these are the ten that the site picked. But if there's one game that you could have included on this list, what would you mm. all pick? And I have two, so I'm really hoping someone oh, says one of mine. So I'll go last. Okay. I would say about this. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna say Killer Seven because. Yeah, yeah. No. That would be too that, obvious. It would be too on the nose. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Tales of Symphonia mm-hmm. um, that was, really good. was a really, really good RPG on a system that did not have very many RPGs at all. Um, re- oh, had, like, it, was like, it was like 50 hours long, really, really meaty. Um, you know, I, obviously it's a JRPG, so the story was shit, but it was really, really fun and didn't fall into the trap of the genre at all, really. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. As a quick side note to that, um, Skies of Arcadia Legends is also... Oh, good. that was really so good. Fuck. Well, I think of that as more of a Dreamcast game because that's where I first played <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but, it, but it's vastly first, more... Yeah. yeah, but it's vastly more playable on GameCube because they cut down on the, uh, on the random... They cut down uh, the random encounter timing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which that's was really nice. Um, yeah, yeah my, one of my bitch ex-girlfriends stole my copy of that. Oh. And my copy of Eternal Darkness, but thankfully our good friend Chris Kohler had like six copies of Eternal Darkness lying around, so he just sent me one because he's a good fella. Yeah. Uh, Man, Eternal Darkness was good. I, I'm surprised that this that didn't make this that, list at all. That was one of my two. It's, if I could only um, add one know, to this I list, it might be it that. I don't think it holds up very well at all. It Maybe not, up. but at the at the time it was No, I think, it's, I think it's pretty amazing for the lasting mark it had on the industry. Like, insanity effects are still happening in games. Yeah, like, on a much smaller them. scale, but I mean, if that game doesn't happen... Talk, bring up Arkham Asylum again. Like, oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With all that yeah, scarecrow stuff. Yeah. And now I and there's I a scene in Unch- there's a scene in Uncharted Three. Darkness, um, now, can spoiler. I call what Mike's game is? No, don't call it yet. Okay. okay. Real quick spoilers without those um, without those sanity effects in in Eternal Darkness. Uh, fast forward thirty seconds if you have not played all of Uncharted Three. There is a scene in Uncharted Three in which you are dosed with hallucinogens and have to wander your way through an Arabian market. Ah, that's awesome. And the whole nice. screen is swimming. It's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, Carl, what do you think my uh, what do you think my game is? Beyond Good and Evil. No, it's not. Oh. That's mine. That's mine. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, I've got like. I don't think I would half. really. Most of the games I wouldn't. Well, the, both of the games I'm thinking of are both um exclusive. Uh, okay. Not first party, but they're both actually they're both second party. There's hmm. a clue for you. Um, my my main one that I think should have been on here was um Ikaruga. Good no, game, but I no. I was not good enough to play it. I'll be honest. Yeah, like, I loved it. I I got to the point where I there was a mode in it where you could turn your TV yes. sideways. So What's it called? It. What's it called? We played it at John Lindemann's house the other <laughs> at, at PAX this year, like that, because he had it for the nice. Xbox and he had a widescreen, so you can just turn the widescreen up. Yeah, nice. even back with the GameCube, I I had a TV. It wasn't widescreen, but it had flat edges on all around it, so I was able to flip it over onto its side and play <laughs> that way. And yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, that game was great. I mean, it was I mean like a re- the rebirth of the shoot 'em up. Speaking of IGN again, our frothing demand for this game increases. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that qu- that was quoted for years, man. But uh, yeah, that game was great. And then like my half serious one um, would be. Donkey Konga. <laughs> Donkey Kong Donkey Kong really yeah, Donkey good. Kong Jungle Konga, Beat. Yeah. Donkey Jungle Kong Jungle Beat, Jungle Beat is not a but full like, game, Don- but it's really good. Don- Donkey Konga was that first time where, like, what eventually would happen while I would play Rock Band, like, when I first experienced that. Like, yep. just hitting the, hitting the bongo and rhythm, especially with two players, mm-hmm. and, like, having it click and really, like, be with the beat and the rhythm of the song. I mean, I just remember, like, this genuine smile yeah, the entire I, time um, playing that. I bought... When Donkey Konga 2 came out in Japan, they put out a bundle where you got Donkey Konga 1 and 2, and I think you got two sets of bongos, or maybe I just bought a second set of bongos. 
Um, so we would play with two players, but then I got the review copy for the American version, and Nintendo sent it with two cop with two bongos because they wanted you to play it multiplayer. So I had four bongos going. It was really <laughs> stupid fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and cool. it was great when I could get lots of free shit. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, so my two, I already mentioned Eternal Darkness. That was that was one of them, which I I think is amazing, and I, I kind of want to replay it. Like I played it for like three years. I played it every year on Halloween. Huh, like nice. I would just blitz the game in one day. It was great. Yeah. Um, but the game that I would really add to this list is F Zero GX. because oh, it's that just was, so that damn was good. Almost on the list. We I don't know. I voted for it a lot, but I don't, I don't know why it didn't get. On wish I I wish I'd been voting. It probably would have beat out Monkey Ball then. Oh God! I, <laughs> it's I, I mean wish. it's easily the best F Zero game. I mean, it's talk about so hard. good, it and it's insanely beautiful. hard. It's such a beautiful, good sounding game, and it ran so fucking fast. Like, but it, it is really blows hard. my mind how fast that game ran. It, didn't it run at sixty frames? Yeah, it yeah, ran it at did. sixty frames. But not only that, it's just because of that, and because just they made it, they made the gameplay so fast. Anyway, it was just oh, that game is that game that, is good. Uh, even though it's not even, tube, the underwater tube levels, like amazing. Yeah, and I, I um. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't have um, it didn't have the death race mode as good as F Zero X is because I love death race on F Zero X. We just run around that circular loop and just kill everybody. I would play that for hours. Oh yeah, I played that a lot too. <laughs> I wish so. I wish Death Race had made it in. There was like one of those challenge levels where it's kind of like Death Race, but yeah. it's like not the same and it's time limited and it's really difficult. Fucking hard. All of those story. I think that's the Samurai Girl one. Hard. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the story mode stuff is is insanely hard yeah yeah that game is that game oh i love that game well zach do you want to talk about beyond good and evil so friggin good (laughs) uh it is multi-platform but i think the the gamecube version is the one that runs the best from what um another old e3 story because i was that that e3 um i remember talking to the ubisoft people because i was on their appointment and both Prince of Persia and Beyond Good and Evil ran on the same engine, like the same base engine. They oh, called really? it, the, the, yeah, they called it the Jade engine. So I guess it was built for Beyond Good and Evil first. Um, but yeah, I think they had said something like it was built ground up for the GameCube first, nice. because I guess that's where Michel um, was it Michel Ansel, yeah, yeah, wanted to put it. Um, felt it, I guess, it probably felt it aligned most with the GameCube, which it does. Um, yeah. yeah, that game. Well, I, I so, remember. The yeah, so that's probably why it runs the best. Project BG and E. Yeah, um, yeah. I think man, it was still called that at E3. I think. Yeah, and and uh, I liked it because it was one of the first games I ever played that really made a, an effort to have an emotional connection with all the characters. Like you gave a crap about all of them, yeah, or the heroes anyway. That's something and Prince of Persia: Sands of Time did too. We developed at the I, same time. I have never played that. That's the best one. The other ones are shit, but that one is really good. <laughs> yeah, um, the that one is really the, good because the sense of time was the only one where they're like, "Look, the combat doesn't really matter." It's yeah, about, it's platforming. It's and, about platforming and story. Like Jordan Mechner wrote that one. Yeah, he created the original Prince of Persia. He wrote Sands of Time. He did not write Warrior Within, clearly, yeah. or whatever the third one or was. Two Thrones, Two, two or Thrones, or Two Towers, or well, the two thousand eight one is the one two I, towers. I love. That <laughs> is that the remake one? No, that <laughs> the one was Two yeah, Towers. Yeah. Yeah. The Twenty ten. Yeah. Oh well, no. <laughs> or no, is that the one where you have the girl with you, where it's like yeah, I can rip off? I never played yeah, that yeah. one. Good. Um, but yeah, Beyond Good and Evil had really good environmental stuff. It was a Zelda game, really. Yeah. Um, and I love the photography mode. It just taking pictures of stuff and kind of Pokemon Snappy. And sure. you know, it, it is a mashup of a lot of different games, but I think they pull it off really well. Um, it was just really good looking, and I love the art direction. And it pisses me off that they are supposedly uh, being a sequel. Uh, well, they are the sequel's been in development forever, but supposedly they're not going to continue it if Rayman Origins doesn't sell well, <laughs> which is a terrible idea because it won't oh, yeah, sell I, I well just, at all. I just heard that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope th- that's just a rumor. There, uh, there is one game I'd like. To, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, and that is the fantastic licensed fighter on the GameCube. The Naruto Gekutu Ninja Tyson series. That is, that, that is actually really good from what I've heard. I just hate those games. Oh, God, they're so fucking good, though. Like, Yeah, I, ha- I had one or two of those. They actually were really good. They're, if you imported them, the fourth one is, like, as good as Smash Bros. is. Hmm. 
lofty claim. It is. It is very, very, very good. Um, the only the first two GameCube games got imported, and the second one's very good. The first one's okay. Um, but the Wii one, uh, I think, or I guess the first Wii Fighter is an import of the third game. Yeah, I think I Wii played that with you, Carl. Yeah, and it's it's quite good. Um, so yeah, those games were fantastic. If you can still import the fourth Naruto GameCube Fighter, as good as Smash Brothers, absolutely. Ty oh, Sugar. That didn't, up, that didn't end up becoming one of the Wii ones. No, I don't think so. Um, I think by well, then they, the Naruto they, fab they, was over. They, they changed them because they had to, they had to put in like a new story items and they had to put in the waggle, so it didn't really translate anyway. Oh, that's true. Um, but Ty Sugar, noted fighting game aficionado, gave it a ten. Yeah, if that guy gives Damn. it a ten, cat drugs. <laughs> that's one of his, that's his new thing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that's all I got to say about that. Rad. All right, well, I, I think that'll do it for this week's episode, then. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot of GameCube talk. I know Neil wanted to talk about the GameCube, so maybe next week when he's back, we'll... Yeah, we'll, we'll do it on the live show. show. Yeah, live show. Oh, yeah, show. yeah, that's, that's true. Right. Live Which, show. Which, yeah, again, if this is out on Friday and you're listening to it now, uh, tune in on Saturday and donate some money. Yes. Um, if we make enough money, we're going to do a, a live Jeopardy show. I should um, write should questions be pretty good. for that. And if you get to the very end, the last hour is just called Shenanigans, and it's my hour to do whatever I want. Oh, oh man! If it's close, I may, I may, I may pay to listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) If you do, Carl, you have to uh, promise me you will be fucking ripped drunk. Oh, I'll I'll (laughs) have a bottle of gin at the ready, or at least just start like have a temperature of 103. Get a bottle of bitches brew out. Oh, dude, I've got I've got two bottles uh, chilling in my fridge. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, yeah. So thanks a lot, guys, and I guess for uh, Carl, Zach, and Mike, I'm Scott, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye -bye. Bye bye. Bye.